The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Ryan Quigley, what is up? William Chase, what is up, my friend? I'm so glad to finally be on here. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, so it's funny. I love like our little, uh, you know, or like our background or whatever. Like we both started writing randomly for like the same site. Like I don't even know. Like I just remember like we were both comm majors at Longwood, but we didn't go to school at the same time. And then I started writing for Rant, Rant Sports, and then you got on with Rant. And By then the way, you... just just a quick shameless plug. So I looked online the other day, just out of curiosity, to see what Rant Sports is up to. The site doesn't exist anymore. Really? <laughs> it's you know what? It's fun. Completely. It's so funny you said that because I, I I looked it up not that recently, but in the past, and it was there. And I was thinking about it randomly, and I didn't even think to look it up. But yeah, so we were both at Rant. Which the funny thing is, I, I don't know how I, I just googled websites, you know, in 2015 when I wanted to write and. Uh, I came across it, and I will say they at least paid. I mean, uh, so many sites don't pay they anything. Did. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not trying to point any fingers or right. anything like that. Of course not. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but why would I do that? Yeah, and then so I we were both at Rant, and then you went to S or no, you went to Fansided, and then I went yeah, to Fansided, and then you went to SB Nation, and I was like, fuck, I want to go to SB Nation too. So like, I was doing the Blue Jackets, you were doing the uh, next the thing Gordon I know, Knights. you're gonna be at NBC Sports. <laughs> I'm going to be in there playing like ping pong at the ping pong table and you're just going to show up with a oh, paddle. I know, right? I well, next. But yeah, so you were at, you were at, Flyers just went down, by the way. I know. I, I watched it happen and I managed to somehow uh, keep a not lid on cry. it. Yeah, I managed to <laughs> not just um, start belting out angry words, so. Yeah, so you, you got to tell me about the job because I barely know what you're doing with it. Dude, no, yeah, like, it's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, no, um, so, no, things have been really, really good. Um, I started, like, at the very, very beginning of the month on, like, the third. The third was my first day. And um, it was pretty nuts because the first day was, like, typical, you know, just kind of sitting sitting there, learning stuff all day long. And then um, <laughs> second day, I... Uh, the, all right, so you remember the, the hurricane that kind of came, or like the remnants of that hurricane that came by? Yeah, yep. So that, like, it came by us, and like, I don't know about you, but nothing happened to us yeah, at all. Yeah, nothing happened, really, yeah. And nope. I was kind of expecting crazy shit to, you know, pop off, and nothing did. And so um, then up in Connecticut, I was telling all the people up there, like, dude, you guys have nothing to worry about. It's like such a bitch storm. <laughs> and then, like... Every editor lost power. Like, and this is right before I started my second shift the next day. And my boss was like, hey, you need to, like, actually work. Like, actually do, like, important stuff that, like, we would need anyone to do. And I was like, oh, my fuck. And so, like, I, I, I jumped in and, like, I somehow, some way, I don't know how this happened, but I just kind of, like... Everything, like, I just picked up on everything really quickly, which never happens. And then mm, yeah. um, I got started. I don't know. I just kind of figured everything out, and I remembered everything that they taught me the day prior, and it all worked out pretty well. So it was pretty fucking gnarly. But 
It was, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened that way. Yeah. Because sometimes I learn better by like doing stuff than definitely by like listening or watching someone else do it. Yeah. So, okay. So what is the name of like your role and like, what do you do? Yeah. So I'm just a uh, digital editor. And basically what I do is, so essentially, oh, are you watching the game right now? I just turned back. To look Dude, at he, almost, he almost did the Forsberg. Um, so uh, basically what I do is, do you ever like watch an NHL game or something and they talk about like, if it's on NBC, they talk about the My Teams app? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I basically work that. I work with the app and I take stories that were posted to um, like each individual like RSN like regional sports network and then yeah um i'll go ahead and like monetize it or not monetize but like i'll optimize it for like viewing on the application so i go into like our little software and stuff and i'll like put the body of the article in there and then i'll add the embedded tweets and all that fun stuff so it's uh it doesn't sound like luxurious really and it's and it's really not but like um it's fun it's a ton of fun and i like doing it and I know a lot of people would probably think it's probably boring, but hey, maybe I'm a boring person. So I don't know. <laughs> so you're, you're part you're part time right now, right? Or are you full time? Yeah. So right now I'm part time, and then once I uh, I believe what the situation is is like right now they're technically still under a hiring freeze, but yeah. they were given the green light to bring me in as like a part time contractor, and. I think once that hiring freeze is lifted, which I, I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but once that happens, they'll bring me in as like the full-time person and um, I'll be, I can officially leave SB Nation. Nice. Yeah. And uh, how did, uh, like you just came across this uh, job randomly, right? Or were you kind of referred to it? This, honestly, I feel like this was, <laughs> like, I applied for it, like, not taking it seriously, because I was like, dude, right. I'm not going to get this job. Yeah. And then, like, I got a message from Steph Driver from SB Nation one day, and she was like, and she didn't even say anything. All she did was just was just forward, forward me a message that she sent to someone from NBC Sports asking about me. And she wrote this fucking unreal um, recommendation for me. Like, I, like when I read it, I was like laughing. I was like, oh my God, like, this is like incredible. Like, I'm not someone who like, when I get emotional, I don't like cry and stuff. I laugh. It's so <laughs> weird. It's a really weird thing. But like, I was just like, like laughing really hard and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit, this is the best, you know, recommendation I've ever seen. And, um, then I came to find out that Travis Hughes from formerly SB Nation, now he's at NBC Sports Philly, he also put a word in for me as well because him and Steph are pretty close. And I obviously, you know, we both worked under Travis for a brief amount of time. So, um, yeah, so he, I guess he had something to do with it as well. So it seemed a little bit like a joint effort for between Steph and Travis trying to, like, get me a full-time job in the industry because I feel like they both kind of understood, like, how much I'd put into like, you know, covering the golden Knights and everything. And, um, yeah, I think they kind of respected that a lot. And so 
Um, maybe this is their way of like repaying me, or maybe, maybe I just impressed them enough to where they thought like, oh, well, you know, this kid's ready. That really was pretty much the the main thing. You'll eventually be full time, and then you would move to Connecticut, right? That's the plan. That is the plan. We don't know. So we got confirmation. We're not going back into the office until 2021. At like yeah, same you know, with us. Sometime yep. there. Um, yeah. And like honestly, like this isn't confirmed or anything like that, and it, it probably won't even. I I have a hard time believing it will be, but like I wouldn't be shocked at all if something crazy happens and like you know the management there says you know like everyone's been working remotely and they've been performing just as well if not better mm -hmm. than they were before this yeah. virus started and like my boss kind of hinted at that being like a discussion that's been had before and so like i kind of wonder like will i even have to move up to connecticut because yeah like if we do return to the office that is obviously going to be what i'll do i'll i'll right. move up to connecticut but if we don't have to if we like have the choice to work remotely like I do have, I would have the option to stay. But again, that's not a guarantee. And I'm not even sure if I would want to stay yet, just because, like, I like moving around. It's fun. Like, I clearly, I'm not shy about it at all. I moved, like, 2,500 miles away, um, and that was fine. You know, good experience and everything. And um, I don't know. Like, part of me wonders, like, maybe I would move up there and kind of split, like, you know, I would go into the office two days a week, two or three days a week, and then the other days of the week, maybe I would, like, come home to visit or, you know, whatever it is. So it's, there are definitely possibilities. But again, that's that's not a guarantee at all. I think we're probably going to just return to the office. At the same time, it's like, it really doesn't change anything at all. It's like, I'm totally fine working from home every day. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I have, but here we are, you know, it's really weird. Like I've enjoyed kind of like, like in a way it kind of stinks because like my sleep. So I work kind of weird hours. Like I work until typically like 1am and then I know next week I have like a shift that ends at 2am. So like I work really crazy hours and everything, but like, so my sleep schedule's completely fucked. Like it's, to I slept, I typically sleep until like 1 p.m. It's so bad, but like... What are your hours typically for uh, your job? It's normally... Uh, that's a hooking penalty. What the fuck? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I love the, like, the in-game commentary, though. Flyers and Islanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, the uh, typical... Jesus Christ. Sorry, there's just mayhem going on in this Oh, game. I'm watching it. I see um, it. Normally, it's... Uh, I work three days a week right now, and they're all eight-hour shifts. And right now I'm on night side, so we have, like, we, like, change it. So, like, I think every, like, six or four months or something like that, we change, like, who's on day side and who's on night side. So for now I'm on night side, which means obviously I'm working at night. And then, um, so, yeah, right now typically it's, like, I think the earliest I've worked is, like, 2 to 10 p.m. So, yeah. As you already mentioned earlier, you were writing for Nights on Ice, covering the Golden Knights. You moved to Vegas. What was it like? You were in the press box, like every game. You were putting your mic in Flurry, Crosby, whoever, whoever, whatever player. You were able to talk to them or at least, you know, interview them or be in, in those scrums. So, like, what was that whole experience like? 
it was fun. It was so, so I remember my, it was my second game um, ever and at T-Mobile Arena. And um, so I, it's against the Tampa Bay Lightning and this is the Golden Knights inaugural season. So like, it, these were like the two powerhouse teams going at it, you know? And so um, <laughs> I remember going into the locker room after the game and I remember I had to, I was covering the, away locker room so I went into the Tampa Bay uh, dressing room and um, I remember walking in and the Knights won the game like four to three they scored the game-winning goal um, on the power play with like 2.3 seconds left in the game I think it was what it was so it was like crazy game and it was the first season so like the fans in Vegas were completely nuts they were absolutely they're still nuts but like that first season was nothing like anything I'd ever seen um and so I walk into the locker room after the game and I was like, I was like having the butterfly moment where it's like, oh my God, I'm about to be in the same room as like, you know, all these star, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning players. And so I walk in, first dude I see right there is uh, Steven Stamkos. And so I'm just like, oh my God, there he is. And so I get into the scrum and um, everyone's asking him, you know, all these questions and stuff about the game. And. Uh, a lot of people asking about Vegas and all that. And so I remember, I think Steve Wyshynski was there, a lot of good uh, hockey writers. Um, and I remember asking him, for some reason, like I wasn't nervous. Like once I saw him, I was like, okay, it's it's like go time. Time to focus on like my job now. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. a weird, like I wasn't nervous asking him the question. Um and I asked him just like what makes Vegas so good, like in their own building, and oh, yeah. he gave like the best answer. And he like he like I don't want to say he admitted it, but it seemed like he kind of admitted that the reason Vegas is so good at home is because other teams the night before just get blackout. Like that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and it seemed to me like he was kind of hinting at the Lightning doing that the night prior. So I was like, oh, okay, I can't blame you at all. So. But um, yeah, that was, I mean, the first time being in there, it was nuts. And like from, the, from that point on, I was just like so lucky to be doing that, you know, going into the arena every night and seeing all these unbelievable players in person and then going and talking to them in the locker room. It was just, it was so much fun. Um, although I will say the one time I did get nervous talking to a player was uh, when Sidney Crosby was in town. That was yeah. that was wild. I remember going up to him in the locker room, and I couldn't even get like my question out, like stumbling over my words. It was like, oh my god, he's hockey royalty, you know? Like yeah, say what yeah. you will about Crosby, but he's like, you know, people say he's still the best player in the world right now. I don't, I don't think so, but I mean, there he was for a long, long time, and to be in the room with him, that was pretty, pretty nuts. Did you? Uh... Were you always, I mean, I guess you were in every scrum, right? Like any game that you covered, you were always in the scrums or were there some that you weren't? Um, I mean, sometimes I would be in the Vegas locker room. Other times I'd be in the away team locker room. Um, and I didn't go to like every single scrum. Like, you know, if I went to practice, then yeah, I would, I'd be in those scrums. But then there were other times where like, you know, I just couldn't go to practice because I had to work that day or something, you know, because I had my day job still, too. And so, um, you know, if it was during the week, I wasn't going to any practices because I had to obviously work. I would go to the practices and I would be in those scrums and everything. Did you ever, uh, 
did you ever have like one of those like moments where like a, like let's say a, like a, not torts but a coach or someone that just <laughs> you know like just didn't I like the question or yeah yeah <laughs> um, I don't think I feel like Gerard Gallant was he he did not like the media at all like he would <laughs> he would mess around with us sometimes and you know I, I feel like we had like a in a good enough relationship with him where it was like you know he. If it was after a win, we could joke around them a little bit, you know. But if it was after a loss, it was mm-hmm. you don't want to even ask a question. He just looks <laughs> at like you. Towards. Yeah, like he just looks at you with his face, and he's just like, oh, he just stares daggers into your soul, and it's it was like not comforting at all. But um, I don't remember having any moments where he got like mad at me. I do remember like asking him questions and he would like kind of rephrase what I said. And yeah. And I was just like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I guess he doesn't see it quite the same as me, but for the most part, no, I think he was, he, you know, just kind of thought I was just some kid, you know, <laughs> doing his, doing <laughs> his job. I don't think he really had a problem with me. I think, uh, I know he had, <laughs> he butted heads a lot with some of the, uh, guys at the um, Las Vegas Review Journal. They knew how to kind of get under his skin a little bit. So There was a game, uh, I think it was this past, I mean, who the hell remembers now, but I think it was this season, uh, almost a year ago, really, but uh, it was like the Flyers and the Knights, and the Flyers, I think they won. I think they had to have won the game because he was pissed off afterwards, and like somebody was basically trying to imply that, you know, how come Vegas can beat, this type of team, but they lose to a team like the Flyers. And he oh, just loses yeah, his mind. that's right. Yeah. It was like, what, they're not a good team now or something like that? Yeah, I can't, you know, I think that might have been, um, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus by any means. I think that it was uh, Jesse right. Granger of The Athletic who's okay. done that. Um, and on it, I mean, that's a good question, though. That's right. a good question. Like, why do you play so well against, like, yeah. you know, like, like, why do you play down to your competition? Why do you play up to your competition? Yeah, yeah, like, why can't you, like, be consistent every night? Like, how is it that, yep. like, when you face a really shitty team, you're just, you, you you kill them, and then you face, you know, an actual good team who one would consider you on par with, and then you, you just fold. And it's, like, it's a good question. And, like, at the same time, I also don't disagree with Gallant's response. Like, how do you... How do you answer that as a coach? That's kind of like yeah. boxing in the coach. You know what I mean? When you ask that question. Yeah. So, right. um, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he definitely got, he had his moments for sure. Um, Shang Peng, who now covers the uh, uh, San Jose Sharks. He is uh, kind of notorious for getting under Gallant's skin. It was very impressive, honestly. He could do it with just like, you know, snap of a finger and it, it's over. Like he's walking off the set. He's all done for the uh, press conference, so. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky that I never said anything to, to piss him off because I would be, uh, I don't know what I would do with myself if I did. I think uh, I'd, I'd have nightmares about his, uh, just his eyes, his beady little eyes staring at me, so. Were you surprised that they, they, that they uh, fired him? Yes! All right, so kind of, pretty, kind of a fun story about that. So, like, I moved back from, Nevada to Virginia um, in January and the day we were leaving my apartment and driving like beginning our drive back home to Virginia we stop at Dunkin Donuts and I get an email and I was still on the Golden Knights um, media media list and um, so 
I, I get an email from them, and all I saw was like, Golden Knights make coaching changes. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I wonder what assistant coaches they, they, they fired, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, man. And so uh, I'm, you know, reading the email more, and I see Gerard Gallant's name in there. I was like, what does he have to do with any of this? They didn't fire Gerard <laughs> Gallant. And then I see Peter DeBoer's name in there, and I was like, there's no way. There's no way they're doing this because, like, <laughs> it's just funny because it was like the day I was leaving Vegas and everything, and I just I couldn't believe it. And um, I just love the fact that, like, in last year's playoffs, I remember Gallant called DeBoer a clown for saying something. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and now, uh, you know, DeBoer, how does he respond? He took his job. So I think it's pretty funny, you know? I thought it was a really funny thing. I don't think he deserved to be fired at all. I thought he was a great coach, and I think uh, they were just, for the most part, receiving awful goaltending because, you know, I I like Marc-Andre Fleury and everything, but, I mean, he wasn't good this year at all. I feel like, you know, most people could probably agree with that. But, um, yeah, I I think, uh, you know, I think he had just a really, really difficult situation there with – Poor goaltending, and um, I guess they just had to blame it on somebody in order to get something going. And so they said, well, we might as well change the coach. Well, talk about it's weird because we might have Dallas and Vegas in the uh, Western Conference final, and both teams fired their coach this season. Like, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Who didn't fire their coach this season? I think right? The real and they all recycle. They just all went somewhere else. I like, know, yeah. I think people. Peter Laviolette might go to D.C. I think they should look at Gallant, but I don't know. It sounds like Laviolette might be a contender there. But, yeah, it seems like there were so many firings, and they all just basically switched the addresses or whatever. They all just recycled. The fact that Mike Babcock is even in the conversation to get a oh, job absolutely mystifies me. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, because, like, I remember a few months ago when he got fired, it was just like, oh, yeah, he's never getting a job in the NHL again. Right. And then yeah. he, where is he now? Isn't he like an assistant, the AHL somewhere? Is he? I don't even know. I think that's where he is now. And um, no, 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 no. He's with a college program. I can't remember where. Yeah, he's with some team in the NCAA. But like, like why? Why are they, like hire a new coach? This guy, the guy clearly, I mean, he, he, granted his, his style of coaching worked for many years and it resulted in, you know, a Stanley Cup and multiple Stanley Cups, but was it multiple? Yeah, it was multiple. No, he had one. He 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 went to the final like three times, but That's he only right. won yeah. one. Yeah, but like you know, his his style of coaching clearly it worked out for a while, but. God, that's just not how it is anymore. Like, hockey's changed. Hockey culture isn't the same as it used to be. Like, we're starting to see it now. Like, you know, we're seeing, um, you know, Matt Dumba coming out and kneeling for the national anthem and everything. And we're seeing um, just so much more. We're we're starting to see players come out and say, hey, you know, this stuff isn't going to fly anymore. Like, no more of this racist bullshit, you know? No more of this, um, no more of this, uh, physical abuse on the bench, kicking us and stuff like that. Um, that was confirmed. That wasn't just a rumor. That was like, I remember, um, you know, coaches would come out and kind of not tattle, but I mean, they would basically confirm these reports like Bill Peters. I remember mm-hmm. uh, Rod Brindamore came out and he was like, yep, all that, everything that's that came out about him, it's all true, every single bit of it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 
All the coaches are recycled now. It's kind of a bummer. I'd like to see some new guys get some opportunities because I know there are a lot of gr great coaches in the AHL. And um, Sheldon Keefe for the Maple Leafs, I think he'll, you know, that's a good starting point. I think he'll be a good coach one day. Um, not sure. Not sure how long he'll stay, but. Yeah, being Toronto and everything, um, you never know with that fishbowl. But I was going to say, Manny Mahotra is an assistant in Vancouver, and he's being talked about as being like a next uh, – you know, head coach somewhere. So that'd be cool to see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, Manny Malhotra, um, I know there are a couple other good ones out there, but, um, you know, it seems like if you want to be a, a head coach in the NHL these days, you have to either be in the, the cool kids coaching club mm -hmm. or you have to be like this former Hall of Fame player who just inevitably ends up being the shittiest head coach ever. <laughs> I know, so, right? Every time. Like, yeah, like Gretzky, Patrick Waugh. And then uh, we the can't Wowsley. say that about we can't say that about Brendamore though because he's not in the Hall of Fame. Inexplicably, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but uh, he's not a Hall of Fame player currently. So well, he will be though eventually, be right? Uh, oh, he has to. Yeah. He has to. Like yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know when he retired, but yeah, I believe he, I, I know he was eligible this year and he didn't get it again. It's been multiple years that he's been snubbed, and I think that's pretty crazy. He retired uh, 2010. Oh, yeah, he's definitely... Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, he'll be in. Oh, so you, you still also cover the Wild, right, for SB Nation? I do, correct, yeah. So basically I'm covering the Wild for Hockey Wilderness. Um, that is the SB Nation Wild site. And it's been awesome. Um, I pretty much got approached by uh, Steph, Steph Driver from SB Nation. I got approached by her last year saying like, hey, so we need someone to like rescue <laughs> the, the wild site that we have because they're not doing anything. And I was like, yeah, I could do it. And so uh, she brought me and my colleague Logan and uh, a couple other people in. Um, and we kind of were tasked with turning the site around for a couple months. And uh, then we did, I guess, good enough a job where Steph was like, hey, can you like do this like for good and I was like yeah let's do it so um I've been covering the wild for the last year um I think it's about like close to exactly a year now that I've been covering them and uh to say it's been fun would be weird because the wild could not be less fun they are yeah. the, perhaps the most boring hockey team on the face of the earth but it has been could fun be. covering them just because of all the all the rumors and the crazy the cr just the crazy things going on, firing Bruce Boudreau and hiring, uh, you know, <laughs> Dean Evison as the as the full time head coach for next year. Oh my God, I just don't understand that one at all quite yet. But um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on with the Wild, so there's definitely been, uh, you know, it's been fun in the weirdest way. Is it kind of fun to cover a team that you really don't care about personally because it's like okay, it's just. I'm covering this team for better, for worse, whatever happens to them on the ice, big deal. I mean, I'm just going to watch them do what they're going to do. Or is it better to kind of have an investment? Yes and no. Um, I think in a way it's more fun to watch a team that you don't – like, and I don't want to say I don't care about the Wild because I have become, like, somewhat of a Wild fan, you know, just from watching them and everything. But, like, you know, it's not like – like the Flyers, I feel like most people probably know that I'm a huge Flyers fan. And so, like, it's different from that because, like, when the Wild were playing poorly, I'm just like, okay, awesome. <laughs> like, this is good because, like, now people are going to probably say some crazy stuff after the game because they're mad. Or, like, something crazy is going to happen. Like, you know, if they keep playing this poorly, like, trades are going to happen, which means, you know, more things to write about and stuff like that. So, 
Um, and plus, like the Wild, to me, like I think they're a team that's that's desperately needed a uh, uh, a full-on rebuild for a long time now. And for whatever reason, they just do not want any part. They call it the R word there. They're like, we're not going to start an R word. I'm <laughs> like, you should, because you suck. So, but um, no, it's it's in a weird way. Yeah, it's a little more fun, but at the same time, like if you're covering a team you love and they're playing well, I can't imagine there's anything more fun to write about, you know? Yeah. But yeah. If, you're, yeah, if they're sure. going through hard times, it's a little different. It's like, you're mad about that too. So. Yeah, definitely. Like with the jackets, it's like when they're playing poorly, it's just like, Oh God, I got to grind out some more uh, article or something now, but when they're playing well, it's like, yeah. okay, this is fun again. What was it like for you last year when they swept Tampa? Oh, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's so it's funny because I went into that series like, oh, God, they have no shot. They'll be lucky if they go to six games. And so uh, I cannot even remember if I even cover I – I'm sure I did a game preview. I don't remember. I, don't, I may have done a recap. I can't even remember. But, um, yeah, I just remember going into that series thinking they have no shot. I think I picked them to lose in six, maybe five. Just I was thinking six would be like – the best they would do. So I remember watching that first game and they're down three, nothing in the first period. And I'm just laughing. And like, I was like, this is predictable. I'm not even going to watch the end of this. And so I, I go home cause I wasn't even at home watching it. So I go home and I'm kind of keeping up with the score. And then I see three, one, three, two. And I'm like, okay, now I got it. I can't even remember if I turned it on. I might've thought at that point, no, they're already coming back. I'm not going to turn it on now. Cause that's what I do lately. Like the game against Toronto back in game, what was it? Game three when they were uh, down three zip oh. and they started coming back. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it's like the third straight year where there's been a game where they come back down three zip and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to watch. They might win. But anyway, in that Tampa series, man, that was insane. Obviously. I mean, never saw them coming back down three zip to win game one. And then they get jump on them in game two. And then the rest is history. But I, I just cannot you, even, you and I have both covered some pretty crazy playoffs. Here. Yeah. You covered that. Now, granted, it wasn't like close, like technically, because it was four nothing. But like, yeah. that was like it was nuts. Like no one was expecting any of that. Mm -mm. And then I covered the Vegas Sharks series, and that was just one of the craziest things I've ever. That was seen. insane. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was insane. That three one. What was it? A three one lead that they had, and they blew it. Nothing. I, 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 oh well, three one in the series. Yeah. And then they lose the they lose game seven after loot. Uh, uh, leading three nothing, and there was that that five minute major right that the sharks uh, just went to town on. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember watching it, and I was like getting so bummed because at the you know I, I really liked the Golden Knights because I was covering them and like I talked to the players all the time, and so like I wanted them to win as like people, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And then when all that was going on, I was just like. Oh my God. And I blamed, I was one of those people. I'll totally admit. I was one of those people after the game who was just like, the refs cost the Knights this game. This is all their fault. But like now in retrospect, I look back and I was like, no, it's not the refs fault at all. Like at that point, it's the golden Knights. Yeah. That's their time to step up and not give up four power plays. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, man, it's so weird. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, it's so cool having hockey on right now, but it's August, not like June or May, like normal. Uh, so it's like, 
it's cool that we're watching games right now, but it's like, what a fucked up year this has been to be even, even in this point right now. It's such an awful year, man. I can't wait for this all to be. And like, I think the worst part about it is like, no one knows when all this is going to end though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I feel confident that like once a vaccine comes out, we'll be like, okay, like we can slowly progress back to what we were. Um, not, I think there are going to be things that change forever, but for the better though. Like, I feel like, I feel like something that's going to happen from now on is like, like the standing six feet apart in line at grocery stores. I feel like that's going to be normalized, which I love because like, you know, (laughs) I hate standing shoulder to shoulder next to some random, random person that I don't know or care about, but like. So that, you know, little things like that I think could could change for the for for good, for the better. I would love that. But like, man, like when are we going to get back to basically the same that we were before? Yeah. Like when are we going to be able to go out without a mask and a, you know, a crowded place? When are we going to be able to go to live sporting events and have, you know, the arenas packed like they were back in the day? Right. You know, how long will it take? Like will it be after the the vaccine comes out whenever that happens. Like we, we just don't know. There's so much, um, you know, unprecedented to it. And I know that that word has been used ad nauseum over the last, uh, however many months it's been. At least, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'd, I'd like to think that we have sort of started to progress towards something normalized or positive, but who knows? I mean, I don't even know anymore. You know, it's like, it seems a little better, but then again, I don't really know if we're any better than we were three months ago. Yeah, no, I have no idea. And I don't think anyone does. Like, at, I remember at one point it seemed like we were doing, you know, okay for a little bit. And then all of a sudden the second wave came and Florida just decided, nah, man, we're going to the beach. And then, you know, everybody started getting sick. And I know Connecticut, believe it or not, was, I didn't think they would be, but they were like the best state in the country. Um, in terms of containing the virus. And then once the second wave came, I think, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't kept up with their numbers recently, but I think they've been having a little bit um, of a harder time now. So I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, it's just this year blows. We're just, we lose Kobe. That should have been the, yeah. That should have been the sign that this year is just going to blow. Right. The, the world went to hell after Kobe. Exactly. So, <laughs> and, and then, and then, I, and then I thought, see, okay. So I thought I've said this before, but I, I, I thought, you know, Kobe, that was the weirdest thing. And then I thought Brady to the Buccaneers was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Those fail in comparison to everything since then. Yeah. There's, there's the Brady thing, the Kobe thing. Um, what else is, I mean, the, well, the, the murder hornet thing. I know that has kind of, oh, turned out to be kind of a dud, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just so there's so much stuff going on, and it's just like, God, uh, man, like, <laughs> yeah. I need all of this to just. I just need this year to take a chill pill, and you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can renegotiate things. But no. But yeah, it's it's like you know, I watch you know, like I'm watching a hockey game in August, and I, I you know, it's it's nice to have a game on again. Like, I mean, I get everything that's happened to this point and why we are where we are, but. It's nice that it's at least able to come back or have sports and, you know, all that back. But at the same time, it's like, 
I'm watching a game without fans in the stands. And it's like, how weird is this? It's like, it's almost normalized on TV. Like everybody knows we're in a weird situation right now. We're making the best of it. But then it's like, you stop and think about it. And it's like, this is actually a thing right now where we are in this situation. And this is why, you know, we're, we're not having fans in the stands or, you know, playing sports in August that typically wouldn't be playing right now. It's just weird when you kind of stop and think about it again. Yeah, no, it's insane. And like, I'll say this though, like, even though it's like, even though I know it's weird that, you know, hockey's being played in August into September and all that, I do like, in a weird way, I'm kind of like used to it now, you know, like, yeah, same, same. And like, I know there's some talk, I don't know how, you know, how likely this is of happening, but like, I've heard some talk from people basically saying like, oh, maybe the NHL will just like start the season in December from now on. And I'm just like, that sounds pretty nuts. That sounds a little crazy. But who knows? I mean, I feel like anything is on the table right now. We just, no one knows anything. Yeah. And see, I was thinking too, like if you, you know, if college football, like I think there's still going to be some conferences that somehow play, but I was thinking like, how do you get college football back to the fall if they sat out this fall, like, how do you, if you, if you play them in the spring next year, how do you actually get that back into the fall? Like, it's almost like some of these changes might be permanent because it's like, I know the NBA and the NHL were talking about starting their next season in like December and still having a full schedule somehow and just kind of making it work. But it's like, what if you just have to sort of forever change certain things like that, you know, like college football in the spring instead of the fall? Yeah, and like I feel like that's something that's being considered. Maybe not, maybe not perhaps seriously at this stage, but like something that I'm sure is being brainstormed somewhere somehow. You know, um, and like we, like I said, like it's already started in the NHL. I remember like uh, Michael Russo for the Athletic, who covers the Wild. He basically came out and was just like, "Yeah, like who's to say the NHL doesn't start just beginning every season in December?" Because we're showing like. I feel like the big concern for most people is just like, oh, the ice is going to suck in August. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's apparently not. It's doing all right. So, I mean, have you heard any complaints about the the quality of the ice since the playoffs started? Not really. I mean, I've only, I've only heard chatter like amongst, you know, whoever, but yeah, nothing serious. And I mean, and I I know it's got to be hot or warm in Toronto and Winnipeg or yeah. no where they Edmonton Edmonton but still I mean I haven't really heard anything now granted if they're playing in Dallas maybe it would be a little different yeah, but, that would suck yeah that would probably be awful but but I mean it's still eighty degrees in Canada I think I mean they still have warm weather <laughs> yeah so I don't know and people forget like people who say like oh well hockey will never work in August like let's not forget that early October can get kind of hot too. I, not nearly yep. as hot as middle of August. I mean, let's, let's say that, but it, it can get pretty, uh, can get pretty warm and uh, pretty cozy in October. So uh, with the playoffs, what have you thought, I guess, obviously since it started in aug- early August and now we've got, you know, Dallas, like I, I, I thought for sure it was going to be Colorado and Vegas for the West. And it looks like it's going to be Dallas and maybe Vegas uh, Vancouver still has something to say about it, but uh, what have you thought about some of these like matchups and some of these teams? I'm pretty blown away, honestly. I, I'm like you. I thought it was going to be Colorado, Vegas, without question. And 
Uh, it's looking like it's looking like Dallas is really going to pull this thing off. Like I saw Colorado coming back a little bit earlier after they were down three nothing, and they came back three two, and I was just like, oh, maybe uh, this is where the series turns a little bit. But they couldn't finish off, so I'm kind of I'm wondering. I'm wondering what's going to happen here. Um, I think I don't know. I think it's going to come down to uh, probably at this point, like you said, it'll probably be Vegas, Dallas, which is so weird because I didn't give. I didn't think Dallas was going to beat Calgary. Um, and then in the East, you got the Islanders, who look, they look so good right now. Um, and as I say this, the Flyers just lost, so now they're down 3-1 in the series, so it's looking like they're pretty much done as well, barring some sort of Herculean effort in the rest of the series. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think uh, I'm really impressed by, you know, you hear the word all the time, you know, the, the parody in the NHL and everything, and um, it really is showing off quite well here. You know, you're, you're seeing a team like the Montreal Canadiens come out and just pretty much beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And now, granted, I know Sidney Crosby probably wasn't playing totally healthy. Um, I don't, he just didn't quite look right to me that series. But you know what, man? Like, if the Penguins are as good as people think they are, they should have swept the floor of Montreal. And they couldn't. Montreal beat them pretty good. And so... Um, you know, you're seeing teams like this kind of come in and and uh, and just kind of force their way into a playoff spot. And we saw it from Chicago, too. And granted, they got killed by Vegas. But who isn't getting killed by Vegas right now? You know, everybody is. So, yeah, no, it, there's it, it's been a really, really fun playoff so far. And I, I, I know this is like this is all kind of put together in the not most ideal situation with the virus and everything. But. Right, boy, I wouldn't hate to see this twenty-four team tournament again at some point. It's actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely been fun. I had the uh, the luxury of uh, I had two weeks off, you know, just two weeks PTO, so I was able to watch like all these daytime hockey games, which was awesome. So the March Madness element was pretty cool as far as just having like you know a, a game on at two o'clock on a Monday, like that never happens. Yeah, and like they're still kind of happening now, like. You know, we'll see games starting right now at, like, 5. Don't games start at, like, 5 right currently with the the, the conference semis? Yeah, I was going to say maybe maybe the semis. I know lately yeah, yeah. it's just been, like, the weekend. Like, there's, you know, 8 o'clock games again. Or on the weekend they might have a day game, like yesterday. But I think now it's kind of more evening or yeah. more nighttime. But watching those, like, five or six games a day was yeah, so yeah. much fun. I would wake up, literally turn on the TV, watch hockey, and then turn off the TV and then go to bed. It was, like, such a simple routine that I could very, very easily get used to. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So what, what did you think about that five-overtime game between Columbus and Tampa? So I hate myself because I didn't see most of the game. I remember watching the game – and I was going to go hang out with a friend of mine. And uh, after the third period, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go head over there now. Um, and uh, I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll find out the score later. And so I go over there and I'm hanging out with him and his wife. And um, it's about, I, I want to say it was like, do you remember what time that game started by chance? Was Didn't it start at Yeah, three? it came on at three. Yeah, yep. okay. So, like, I remember it was about... 8:30, and I was just like, "Oh man, let me see who won that. Uh, let me see who won that Toronto 
Blue Jackets. Oh no, Tampa. Excuse me. That Tampa Blue Jackets game. Was it? Was it Tampa? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and so I was like, yeah, let me check the score of that game. So I look on tw- <laughs> I look on Twitter, and it just says like four OT, and I'm just like. <laughs> Turn the TV on. We have to watch what's going on right now in this game. And so, like, my friends don't really give a shit about hockey at all, but they were they were the heroes, and they turned on the hockey game for me, and we were all watching it together. And um, I was blown away. I was like, I cannot believe they're literally playing three hockey games right now. It's I was I was driving back from the beach, so I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna miss the first period, and like. I had no clue that I was going to be able to watch the equivalent of like two hockey games anyway that day because they had, you know, another four hours or so to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I just, you, you, that's not something you can like predict, you know what I mean? It's just, and that's, what's great about really. I mean, it's, it's with anything. You remember the six overtime game between Syracuse and uh Yukon back in the day, Johnny Flynn. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, we had the uh, we have baseball games going to like 18 innings all the time now, and uh, not so much now this season because you know, they changed the rules and everything. Which honestly, I like the rule change a lot. Um, you, where you start a man on second, isn't that the rule now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I don't know. I think like because my complaint with baseball is it's just like the games are too long, and I just I don't have the attention span for it. So like, I think they should shorten the games. And I kind of also think they should shorten the season a lot because it's 162 games is just insane. Yeah, I will say, like, with a 60-game season now, every game matters, so everybody is... Like, the ratings are up right now. It's like, I mean, maybe it's because there's, you know, sports are just back, so people are like, let me watch whatever I can get. But I feel like because every game matters, it's like, okay, like, the season just started, but the season's already almost over also. Yeah, I know. And, like... It's, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, it, what was it like a month ago that the season started? And I was at yeah. an article today and they were talking about a pitcher, I think, on the Cubs um, who he got hurt today. And um, he, yeah. uh, I remember he, they were talking about like, yeah, it's a pretty minor injury, but he's probably done for the season. I was like, what are you talking about? There's plenty of time left. And then I looked at the schedule and it's like, oh, my God, there's only like three weeks, three and a half weeks to go or something like that, so. Yeah, and the uh, the trade deadline's tomorrow. It's just like, damn, it's already here. <laughs> it's nuts, and everything's just kind of fast-tracked, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird... That's really just the best word to describe sports in 2020, just very strange, weird things, but, like, in a weird way, like, man, I love chaos. If there's one thing I love, it's just, like, insane things happening, and so, like, Part of me, in a really, really strange way, loves it. You just could not have predicted any of it. Oh, going back to the uh, the five overtime, it's really funny, though, because I, it was like, I never do this, but it was like the third period, and I'm like, to my dad, I'm like, this is probably going to go like four overtimes, and then it goes five. So you're the one. who I am the one. the one. With- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there was a you, few, there was a few things. People in the universe. Yeah, there were a few things happening around that time where I was just saying crap and it was happening, and I, I can't. I'd have to. I had like a whole tweet about it. I, I'd have to look it up now because I can't even remember. But the five overtime thing, I was like, I did not really think that was going to happen. But Corpusalo had like eighty-five saves that day. Corpusalo was nuts all season. I feel like I feel bad for him because he deserved better that game. I mean, because didn't he set the record for uh, yeah save for the postseason? Yeah, so like. Felt like I wanted them to win that game for him. 
just because it would have been sweet, you know? But Yeah, yeah, it, it's funny, too, because uh, when that series was tied up at one, I was like, I feel confident that Columbus can win this series, but I also would not be shocked if Tampa Bay wins three in a row. No, I mean... And that's, you know... Because it's, it's, it's Tampa, and, like, if, listen, if Columbus can win four in a row against Tampa last year, then shit. I mean, Tampa can certainly pull off some sort of miracle comeback. You know what I mean? But, um, Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It's, there's just so much crazy stuff going in sport, going on in sports period any year. And then this year it's just like on steroids and in the weirdest way, I just just... eating it up. Yeah. It's, uh, do you think the NFL is going to get their whole 16-game season in? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say very – I'm going to say yes, very not confidently. Um, and the reason why is because I feel like – you know how people in America – like you take away American football, there's going to be a mutiny, you know? <laughs> like people are going to just mm-hmm. lose their minds and start – like, it's going to be crazy. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, with something as huge as the NFL, I feel like they'll find some sort of way to get through the season. Um, and, you know, who knows what kind of stuff, what kind of tricks they'll have to pull to make it work. Um, perhaps, you know, they might not do it the, the most ethical way <laughs> what happens if a player if everyone starts getting COVID what if they're just like well what if we just tell them they tested negative <laughs> like <laughs> it would be awful but like it'd be the, it'd be the concussion thing yeah all over it would again. be just like that and the NFL clearly has no problem lying to lying about concussions and stuff so it's like oh well you know it could happen I don't uh, honestly though like realistically I don't think that'll happen I think um I think they will somehow find a way to get through this whole thing and um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some good football. It's going to be weird without fans and everything. Um, but you know, this is just part of what has, as the uh, as the TV people like to say, the new normal. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, real fast, who do you have in the Stanley Cup this year? <sighs> well, I guess right now I'm going to have to say. I'd have to say Tampa Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I think Vegas will I can see I that. think they'll kill Dallas. But I actually, you know what? No, I think it actually might be a little closer than I initially thought. Cause like when I think of the stars, I still imagine them as like the like okay team from the regular season. Yeah. I still haven't accepted that yeah. they're like actually playing crazy, like really good hockey right now. Um, but like Vegas, I feel like we can all pretty much agree, like they're the best team in the West right now by far. Um, and then in the East, Tampa's just wiping the floor with Boston. Boston's not coming back. Um, and I think, I think Tampa has enough uh, skill to kind of break down Barry Trotz's system and start, you know, finding the back of the net. Because that's been the Flyers' problem. They haven't been able to um, just get quality scoring chances and, and really crack that armor that's in the... Uh, or, you know, create a chink in the Islanders' armor, I mean. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I feel like it's – I do think it's going to be Vegas-Tampa, which is going to be fun because that was one of the uh, first games I ever covered professionally. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, think, I think I am rooting for Tampa to, to win it because 
they've been so close, I feel like, and, like, they've been so elite for, what, probably half a decade now. I'd say they've been, like, one of the elite teams in hockey. Um, and now I feel like the stars are kind of aligning where they have a clear path, and now they just have to take out Vegas, which will be tough. But I feel like, I feel like of all teams, Tampa could probably do it. You know what? I cannot remember, but I actually think that was my preseason pick. I think it was Tampa Bay over Vegas. I'd have to look, but I think that's who I picked. I can't even remember mine. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what's crazy. It was back in September, almost yeah, a year like, ago. We still haven't finished the season. <laughs> it's literally, I think it's going to be, I think the season in total, when you count the, uh, um, the pause and everything, I think it's going to account for like over a year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be like close to it. Like it's going to be like, because this should be preseason coming up, not the playoff. You know, Stanley <laughs> yeah, Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we got the draft, and I cannot wait for October because the draft is my thing. I love, like, oh my God, it's the best time of year for me. Uh, free agency in the draft, and like, because the draft, you got all the trades going on. And then, um, honestly, the draft might as well be the trade deadline. I mean, it's just, there's all the chaos going on. and. Um, then he got free agency going That's up true. that week, so you know they're going to be some GMs are going to be wheeling and dealing. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening with all that. But I just I know October in terms of the NHL, it's going to be just absolutely insane that entire month. Yeah. Did we? Uh, did they ever say? I mean, they probably did. But did they say what day the um, uh, free agency starts? I believe it's the. Sixth, or is that the draft? Uh, I can't remember. Sure. I really honestly can't. <laughs> you know what? I think the sixth is the last possible day for the Stanley Cup finals. I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I, I think it's mid-October where free agency and the draft, they all start popping up. It's kind of cool, though, that the final would be in October instead of June. It just seems, I don't know. See, that seems kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. It's it's and that's kind of the novelty of this whole thing is it's just like everything's new and um, a lot of people kind of get freaked out about you know new stuff and which I understand, but um, I don't know. In the weirdest way, I didn't think I was gonna like hockey in or uh, excuse me October. Yeah, it could be October, but I didn't think I was gonna like hockey in August and September and all that. And so far, I've actually enjoyed it thoroughly and. I have really surprised myself. I didn't. I thought I was going to be miserable watching all this. Really? And I didn't think I was going to like it without fans either. Yeah. But honestly, like, I'm doing all right without fans. Like, don't get me wrong, I want them back. But I'm doing okay with just the, the, the fake crowd sound playing in over NBC Sports. Yeah, like, in baseball, it's weird because you see the empty seats. But in hockey, you don't really see the empty seats. And I like, I actually kind of like how they make it work, like, with all the screens and everything. And each yeah, team has I a little horn. Like, the bubble is a cool thing, and that they're making it work. It looks cool on TV. And that's why I wish they did it in baseball, too. Like, if the, they should use, like, the screens or, like, the cover-ups or whatever. Because, like, don't get me wrong, like, the cutout people ideas like cool but it, it only works if you put it in every fucking seat in the entire stadium you know and they're not going to do that so i don't know i think uh i think they should kind of adopt that from hockey um just pretend you're the washington redskins and you can't feel your stadium that's yeah, all exactly. you gotta do yeah. oh, oh excuse me the washington, washington football, football team <laughs> excuse me i apologize yeah that was insensitive of me. Yeah, no, the Washington football team. Yeah, yep. or the the Red Wolves, I guess is what seems to be the favorite for their Possibly, name. Possibly, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that that was another thing. I never thought that day would come where they would change the name. No, I didn't think it was going to happen. Well, but I shouldn't also be surprised either, just because like Redskins is like clearly people. I know people find somehow they find ways to disagree with this, but like it's such, it's a very racist name. Like there's no there's no denying it really. So um, yeah, but no, I, I I was shocked that it actually happened. But I like. I feel like most people could kind of see it coming a mile away. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially over the last few months with everything that's been happening, it's like it's another thing. It's like at this point, nothing can really surprise you, I guess. No, not at all. Yeah, so. I'm, I've, I'm just kind of settled in for like a comet to strike at any minute now. You know, there's really <laughs> there are no rules for 2020. I guess. Nope. Oh yeah, there was supposed to be a comet like the day before the election, I think. So you're an asteroid. Oh, so well, you know what? We're Perfect not timing. out of the woods yet. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it lands directly on my house. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And then there was also the fire tornadoes a couple weeks ago, and that mega hur- uh, hurricane in the south. And I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever twenty, whatever's left for 2020, it won't surprise me. I mean, I hope. Bring it on. Honestly, happens. I can't possibly be more let down. I can't. Oh, like, yeah. What if, I'm going to look up and I'm going to see a comet or asteroid or something coming right at me and I'm just going to like, <laughs> I'm going to pull out a cigarette, just start smoking a little bit and then next thing you know, it's over. And that's all right. I'm cool with it. I saw the Eagles. I saw the Eagles win the Super Bowl, so that's fine. I've seen everything I need to see. I was going to say, be the Flyers winning the cup and then the asteroid hits. <laughs> no, that's for when the Toronto Maple Leafs are about to win the cup. Right when they're right when they're about to win, something nuts is gonna happen and everyone's gonna die. <laughs> you know what's funny about that Toronto series is how many Toronto uh or I don't know if it's so many people, but I saw so many comments about how average Seth Jones really is, or here's why Seth Jones is the most overrated player in this series. And it's like, what are you watching? He all right, so Seth Jones was my um pick to win the Norris this year. And I, he's one of my favorite players to watch just because he's awesome. He's so good defensively, offensively, does everything very, very well. Um, and uh, I don't know, who, who, were, who says that stuff? Who was saying that about him on Twitter? Were they just random fans? There was, uh, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember what the, uh, so I think Pension, what's it? Uh, pension Fund Puppets. I, th- I think somebody said something about Jones there, or they're not 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 saying it was overrated, but maybe they're trying to make him sound you know to be more average than he really is. But there was a writer for some website I can't even remember if it was fan cited or what it was, and they were like, "Here's why Seth Jones is overrated." And then after the series was over, he was sticking to it. He was like, "I'm still going to stand by my here's why uh, Seth Jones is overrated." And it's like, okay, I think the most insane, outlandish remark I've heard throughout these playoffs so far has been that that is a nuts that's a crazy thing to say to say that Seth Jones isn't that good like clearly that person just doesn't watch the Blue Jackets which is a very believable thing because who cares about the the Blue Jackets except for you am I right Uh. (laughs) but one of the craziest things I heard was I was watching the Wilds play the Canucks in their series their play-in series and I remember uh, Wes Walls, who used to play for the Wild, former NHL player, he came out and he was saying, because he does the broadcast stuff for the Wild, he came out and he was just like, you know, I remember the Wild took, uh, I believe it was 2015, the Wild took uh, Joel Erickson Eck instead of uh, Brock Besser. And a lot of people, you know, don't like that still to this day, but I'll tell you what, 
If I had had a time machine, I'd do the exact same thing all over again. I'm like, what the fuck are, what is wrong? Like, bro, what are you doing? Like, how can he say that out loud and have a job the next day? I don't get it. That's insane to me. And I just dragged him on Twitter for it. I'm like, dude, you don't say that with me listening and you get away with it. That's not how this game works. Yeah, Columbus, uh, yeah, so, okay, real fast. So, uh, even though Columbus isn't, like, the most popular or whatever well-known team or anything, they have as many cups as Philly since they've entered the league, so, you know. Yeah, but we still got two, and you still have zero, so. From, like, 40 years ago, right? I mean, you know, you should have been there since, you know, since 1990 at least. You'd think they would have done something, right? Yeah, but, you know, shit happens. <laughs> shit happens, but, you know. Well, I get, I get Pat, Pat, hey, Patrick Kane, remember that goal in 2010? Listen, that was just, that was Michael Light. Michael shit, shit happens. Michael Light. Yeah, yeah, shit happens, man. That's just the, that's such a good thing to say for when someone's trying to, like, dunk on you about, like, not being able to win a cup or, like, win a Super Bowl or whatever. Like, just say shit happens and, like, I feel like most people, even the person saying that, they're like, you know what? Shit does happen. I kind of It does, but uh, it's it's just funny because it's funny because uh, we could all agree we hate Pittsburgh or if you're talking to like a Caps fan, we hate Pittsburgh or, you know, whatever. But hey, what if what if the Stanley Cup was like Islanders and stars uh, dallas and, uh, yeah be, <laughs> the stars are kind of fun but it would just be that random factor because you're never going to think dallas and the yeah. islanders or whatever well i would root for believe it or not i would root for the islanders in that cup just because like fuck dallas that's where the cowboys are and i'm not about to root for a team that's in dallas where cowboys fans like i'm not going to root for the same team that cowboys fans are probably rooting for so um it's it, it, it's also funny that trots uh took out his Took out, the, took out the caps. I know. I'm really happy. I, honestly, like, I'm really happy he did because, like, that was a really weird thing. Like, I can't remember. Wasn't it, like, a weird money thing? They were like, no, we don't want to give you an extension. Yeah. They were, they were so ready to fire him two years ago when uh, the Jackets were up two zip in that series, and then they accidentally beat the Jackets. They yeah. accidentally beat, win the cup, and then it was like, oh, wait, now we got to pretend we won him back. We'll just lowball him. That was like, it reminded me a lot of the whole, like, and I, I didn't know any of this until I watched the, uh, the Last Dance, but, like, it reminded me of how uh, Jerry Krause, like, kind of handled the uh, uh, situation. With, yeah. Um, Jesus. With uh, Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. it's just like you could go undefeated this year and you're still not going to be back as coach. It's like, what, what are you saying? Like, that's just insane behavior is what it is, so... And the funny thing is that back then, those Bulls teams almost could have gone undefeated, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they almost, well, they didn't almost do it, but, like. Well, like, in 96, they were 72 and yeah, 10. Like, I was just like, God, that's just. They claim, they came closer to any team in NBA history other than the, the Golden State Warriors from a couple years ago, so. Which is funny, too, because I saw somebody still, even though the Warriors didn't win the title, somebody was like, well, they're 73-9, and nine, so they're the greatest team ever. And I'm like, it doesn't mean a thing without the ring. Come on. Yeah. No, they blew it. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't finish. People say the same thing about the Patriots in 2007. I'm like, the Giants beat you. Like, no. You they were like, we went undefeated, though. I'm like, no, you didn't. You lost in the Super Bowl. You lost, you lost in the Super Bowl to the New York Giants who went what like nine and seven that year? 
I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how can you even say that? No, you're not. The, honestly, you could argue that they were the worst team in NFL history for doing that. My God, they blew it. And they did it twice. It's so yep, weird. Like, they sure did. But that second Giants team, that second Giants team, I think was weren't they better than? They were like ten and six or nine and seven. That were year. they really? They were about. The, I know record-wise they're about the huh. same. They might have been technically. Yeah, a better I, I think team, that year technically they were better. Just because I remember they had some like legitimately really really good weapons, um, but that was so long ago I can't really remember all that much. Oh yeah, it was that was I was so yeah that back that then, back when I was young enough to have hope and <laughs> dreams and everything. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, well, no, my self-deprecating you, uh, humor is just like sometimes it goes over the top a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, you only got to, you know, cover the Golden Knights and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, now I'm just sitting here in my room sulking, eating a bag of Cheez-Its, you know. In 2020, 2020. where everything just dies. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're very right about that one. Which, yeah, it's actually, uh, yeah, somber truth, I guess, of 2020, but we're still here. That we are, my friend. We're still here. Well, Ryan, this was fun. Uh <laughs> Definitely have to do this again, but yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, coming on. Absolutely, man. No, it's it's you and I. We had a pretty crazy ride with all this, and so who like I said earlier, who knows? Maybe you'll just show up at the uh, ping pong table in the office one day, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I work at NBC Sports now." Like, oh shit, cool. Do you actually know if they have a ping pong uh, table? Because you haven't been to the office yet, right? I can confirm there is a ping pong table there. Yes. All right, it's good to know. You know good that. to know. Um, but yeah, no, we, we took some pretty crazy, unconventional paths to, uh, to our careers in sports writing. And um, honestly, one, I, I mean, I could probably say if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be doing what I'm doing right now because you're the one who was just like, you just like messaged me out of the blue. Yo, you like sports? And I'm like, I was like yeah. He's like, you should try writing. It's fun. <laughs> I couldn't cool. even... I was literally going to be like, how did that even start? Because, like, we only knew each other through Tim, your brother, and fantasy hockey. So it's not like I even knew you, but I must have been, like... That, like, somehow you knew enough that, like, I was at Longwood and, like, I was writing and stuff. And you basically were just like, dude, you should check out the site Rant. And I was like, <laughs> all right. So I did. And then I sent in, like, a writing sample. They were like, you're not half bad, kid. And then, and then we were off. Yeah, now look at us. <laughs> yeah, look at us now. Started rants. Now we're here. Yeah, rants apparently off the web now, and we're still doing stuff somewhere. So <laughs> yeah. you know what? Next time you drink, you gotta pour one out for Rant Sports. They built <laughs> they built the two best goddamn <laughs> hockey writers this this side of the Mississippi. So you know what's funny about that real fast too is uh, I started. Um, so I was like, yeah, I want to do blue jacket stuff too now. Cause I was doing baseball. And then I was like, what the hell am I going to write? I had to do it. I had to do what? 30 articles in a month. I'm like, what can I even say about the blue jackets in the middle of June for 30 days? So it's like, I have nothing here. I just kind of make stuff up after a while. Like that's all you yeah, can do. <laughs> like for the wild, I had just been like, I've been doing like our daily, like newsletter thing. And then, like, if there's anything even somewhat related to the wild, I'll write an article about it. Like, I, I thought about writing an article about the uh, the Timberwolves getting the first pick and not the wild. <laughs> and so, like, I thought, like, I almost did, but then, like, there was enough content about the wild that that would have been, like, the best story idea. 
So, but that's all right. It's kind of like our, it's like our cannon blast though. It'd be all blue jacket stuff, but then there might be something relevant to Ohio yeah. in general or kind of random, but it's like, oh, we can exactly. throw it in here. So, yeah. but now, man, we've, we've come pretty far. I'm uh, glad, to, I'm excited to see where, you know, what else fate has in store for us, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool to, uh, you know, see what you've been up to. Uh, and I got my idea with all the gifts from what you do on Twitter. So I've been, you know, I, I incorporate those in my recaps and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's I'm been glad fun. I saw those. Hash, uh, shout out to uh, Mary Clark, who now is at, or she was at Fansided. She was at SB Nation with me as well. Um, she's one of the best hockey writers I know, one of the best sports writers I know. She was the one who showed me how to make gifts and stuff, and I was like, dude, you're saving my ass mm. right now. Oh, dude, I, I was blown away when I saw you doing that. I was like, holy crap, yeah. I need to so, do this. Shout now. out to Mary Clark. She's awesome. Yeah, and Ryan Real was doing it for us before I even started, so I was like, oh, this is cool. I got to yeah. get in on N- gifts. Nowadays, so. if you're not doing the gifts, what are you doing? Right, exactly. Everybody's doing it, but you were the one of the first people I think I saw doing that. So yeah, it was fun. Really that cool. was a, that was a fun time covering the nights, and uh, we got we got a whole lot of followers really fast because of the gifts. I, I'm I'm glad that uh, Mary showed me all that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I saw your follower count. Like, <laughs> awesome. It went up pretty quick. I was like, holy shit! I can't believe all these people are trusting me enough to, you know, want want to see my tweets and. Uh, and all that, but now they're, yeah. they're putting up with my nonsense on Twitter, so hats off to them. Well, thanks again, Ryan. This was fun. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Will. I really appreciate doing this, and every time you want to have me back on, don't hesitate to reach out. I will find time to do it. Thanks again to Ryan Quigley for joining the Cutting to the Chase podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Quigley, and I will catch you next time.